Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Between the legs, sidestep, puts up another three. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio in the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network. And today is Monday, May 15th, from our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists. We're joined now by NBA.com senior writer. And, and Sean, we got the conference finals set after a Game 7 in Boston and a complete collapse by the Philadelphia 76ers. First, let's give credit to the Celtics uh, forcing a Game 7 with their win. And Jason Tatum, a huge part of that at the end of Game 6, hitting four three-pointers. And uh, he was extraordinary. Sets a all-time high a Game 7 record for points scored with 51 uh, to go along with 13 rebounds, 5 assists. He had zero turnovers. Tatum fires away, pumps it in! 51 for Jason Tatum! And the Boston Celtics win this one, 112-88. to So before before we get into what's next, Sean, for the 76ers, um, w- what stood out to you? in this game and the complete domination um, by Jason Tatum and the Celtics team? Well, what makes the Jason Tatum performance all the more impressive is that uh, when you think of the Celtics in Game 7, the historical ramifications, all those great players, you know, Havlicek, Bill Russell, uh, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, you know, you can go on and on. For Jason Tatum to put himself right at the top if not over the top, was just tremendous to watch. I, I, to be honest with you, Sarah, I was more impressive. I, I was more impressed by the way he finished Game Six. 
Um, and then keep in mind that at that point, he had missed 14 or 15 shots. And you, Sarah, you know, you have a basketball history. You know, confidence, even with star players, confidence can go. Uh, and with him, he just had an unshakable belief in himself. Uh, the way he finished the fourth quarter, hitting those three-point shots, really saving the Celtics season. I, I thought that was just flat out impressive because he had to overcome himself, number one. He had to overcome the Sixers' defense, number two. And, you know, the Celtics, and, and they were on the clock in the fourth quarter. I mean, they lose this game. That's it. So to me, that was a more impressive. But look, Sarah, 51 points in the game, seven, 51 points. Uh, I mean, it's just tremendous. It says a lot about Jason Tatum. It also says a lot about, uh, you know, players in the playoffs. It, you know, it's Tatum knocks down another. He's the regular season is when you make your fame. The postseason is when you make your name. And I think we saw that with a lot of players, specifically in this case, Jason Tatum. Oh, you're coming with it this morning, Sean. You like that, huh? Oh, you I, like that, I huh? love it. I love it. And um, making a name is something that I think there now has become a track record um, in the direction that some individuals do not want to have. And, and that's on the side of the Philadelphia 76ers. We talked about it. That game six, Wells Fargo Center, that crowd was spectacular. It was rocking. The 76ers have a lead with just over four minutes to go. Jason Tatum taking over, but a part of that as well, uh, Joel Embiid not getting touches down the stretch, um, the MVP of the league this season. James Harden had a couple masterpieces in the series, but and the same token, um, what we've seen out of him at times in the postseason, uh, what we've seen out of Doc Rivers at times, coaching teams that have a 3-2 series lead and not able to advance. Joel Embiid did get his MVP trophy this year, but when it mattered most here on the stage, 15 points, eight rebounds. He was five of 18 from the field, just six trips to the line. Um, and you really look down the line for the 76ers team. James Harden, nine points, six rebounds, seven assists. He was three of 11 from the field. He does have a player option um, this season by all accounts. It has not been expected that he would pick it up. But when you look at the 76ers, they've had a lot of these core players, you know, back year after year and still unable to get to the conference finals. What is your expectations of what this organization does moving forward? Yeah, that's a pretty complicated answer right there. First of all, let's let me look at the damage here. I just think the Sixers they blew their chance uh, uh, in game in Game Six, and I wonder how much of that knowledge followed them in Game Seven. Uh, you know, sometimes you're like you go in there, you got to play the game in Boston, and in the back of your mind you're like, man, we blew it. Now we got to play one more game, and then and then all of a sudden, when that game gets out of hand, your body, the body language starts. You saw with Joel Embiid; he wasn't even hustling anymore, wasn't even playing hard. James Harden basically just threw up his hands. And those are your leaders. And when your leaders start acting and behaving like that, everybody else follows. And now you're asking role players to take big shots. You know, they're they're not built for that. You know. Uh, as far as what the Sixers do from from here, and, and like I said, it's, it's complicated because we're not sure what James Harden is going to do with his player option. Uh, I don't think the Sixers are going to give him a contract extension. Uh, I would be surprised if they did, particularly any kind of big money. He's, you know, I would think we all agree he's not the Houston James Harden anymore. And as you go forward, 
you know, he's a little bit past his prime. We all know James Harden has battled um, just staying in, condi- in the right condition. And now he's a little bit older. So, you know, Daryl Morey, if he gives him any kind of like three, four year extension, he's going to have to answer some questions with the ownership group. Like, hey, you know, really, this is this is the way we want to go. Uh, but then also with Harden, does he want to be with the Sixers? I mean, here's a guy who basically gets tired. Uh, got tired in, in, in Brooklyn. Uh, I think he might be a little bit tired in Philadelphia. He wasn't tired in Houston until they couldn't win anymore. And after he made all his max money, then he wanted to move on. So it's just a weird situation right there. You know, they also have Tyrese Maxey. He's a free agent. you got to pay him. What are you going to do with him? Uh, and then finally, you know, it's the uh, the elephant in the room, uh, Joel Embiid. Does he get, does he join um, the frustrated superstar club? We've seen this club over the years, Sarah, grow and grow and grow, where all of a sudden they feel that they can't win where they are and they knock on the door and say, hey, you know what? Maybe you should see what you can get from me. I'm not saying Joe Embiid has gotten to that point. I know for a fact that he loves Philadelphia. It's the only place he's played and everything. But just when you think a superstar wants to stay in town for a long time, Damian Lillard, uh, you know, all of a sudden they start making noise that maybe the grass might be greener somewhere else. But, you know, you know, let's just wait on that for a little bit. And obviously there's Doc Rivers. Uh, what are they going to do with the coach? I actually thought Doc Rivers had a very good year as coach this year. He didn't have the better team in this series and he went to seven games and he had a chance to win in six. Uh, but of course, Philadelphia is a very tough town, as you know, Sarah. Uh, and, you know, the patience where it's thin there. And Doc Rivers' history on winning uh, game sevens is not the most stellar. Matter of fact, he has more game seven losses than any coach ever. And finally, you know, the, and this is what I really don't like that much it's the blame game when uh, players lose a series, all of a sudden, you know, they, they, they start saying, well, it, you need to look at that guy or you need to look at that coach or whatever, rather than taking some accountability. And I think we see it all the time. And I, also, I, I think we saw it a little bit uh, after, after game seven. Suddenly, no one wanted to say, hey, it's all on me. Uh, I know Joe and B said that a little bit, but uh, no one just said, you know what? It's, you know, the chain starts with me. This is why we lost the series because of me, because I didn't play well. You know, usually you don't see that because everyone wants to pass the responsibility on someone else. Yeah, the magnitude of the series uh, certainly will have ripple effects. And as you mentioned, just with coaching, we saw Toronto part ways with Nick Nurse. Milwaukee part ways with Mike Budenholzer also over the weekend announced that Phoenix was parting ways with Monty Williams. So we will see how that all continues to play out. But what's playing out next is we got the conference final, Sean, and we're going to take a quick break and preview the Western Conference final coming up between the Lakers and the Nuggets. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DK Hoops only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. 
Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by Sean Powell. And uh, Sean, it's been fun. It's been a fun postseason. I think I say this every pod that we do, and it continues to get better and better on Tuesday night. Game one of the Western Conference Finals will take place 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN as the Lakers and the Nuggets face off. Um, what are your early early predictions, early thoughts, early expectations for what this series may entail? Well, this is a rematch of the uh, the bubble. Uh, when uh, I don't think the Nuggets back then were really ready to take the next step. I mean, the Lakers, you know, they had Anthony Davis and LeBron James, both of them healthy. Uh, you know, I, I think they were, that was a team on a mission. And Denver at that point, they were just really starting off p- trying to be a contender. And then the bad thing happened to Denver the next few years. They had injuries. Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray missed an entire season, and, and Jokic had to go about it alone. Now they're finally healthy. Uh, so now they can issue some paybacks. Uh, if you look at Nikola Jokic right now, he's averaging almost a 30 point triple double. <laughs> which obviously is just tremendous, really unheard of for a big man because usually big men is just double-double guys. Bruce Brown in the lane, missed it. Jokic kept it alive, got the offensive rebound and the stick back. He is totally controlling this game right now. But he's somebody who impacts his offense. It's no question more than any player in the NBA. When he's off the floor, his team struggles. When he's on the floor, his team is efficient and running smoothly. So I I think it really comes down to this. How long can he stay on the floor against Anthony Davis? You know, this is the first time that Nikola Jokic is going to really play a good functional big man, somebody who can score in the paint and at the rim and also shoot from the outside. So Nikola Jokic is going to have to play some defense. Does that get him into foul trouble? He cannot afford to get into foul trouble against Anthony Davis. And if I'm the Lakers, I'm going to Davis as often as possible. Because I do need that to happen. We see what happens when Nikola Jokic is off the floor. So if you're the Lakers, you try to get that guy off the floor. I want Anthony Davis taking a lot of shots. I want Anthony Davis drawing contact. And I know, you know, you worry about Anthony Davis when he does draw contact, whether he's going to get off the floor. But you take that risk in this series because if Nikola Jokic is in foul trouble or is he off the floor at any stretch of time, 
you increase your chances of winning. So I'm looking forward to that situation right there. Uh, also, you know, Jamal Murray. Uh, are we going to see the bubble Murray, a guy who was in that uh, shootout uh, with Donovan Mitchell and uh, against Utah, and then who, who really played well against the Lakers in, in the in the uh, in the next round? Uh, what kind of Jamal Murray are we going to see? Jamal Murray is a very streaky player, uh, and you know, in terms of his shooting. He does. He's not a classical point guard where he sets up players. Uh, that's probably the weakest part of the game, but they don't need that because they've got Jokic to do that. So is he going to make his shot and really force the Lake, break down the Lakers defense and force him to guard him? And then finally, we're talking about LeBron James. I mean, this is a guy who does not lose conference finals. I mean, he punches his ticket. The last time he lost a conference final was 2009 when he played for Cleveland the first time around against the Celtics. Uh, but ever since then, he reaches the conference finals. He gets to the NBA finals. He's one step closer of playing for a championship age 38, 20 years in the NBA. He knows if he gets that next championship, all of a sudden that, that water cool talk of the greatest player ever, him and Michael Jordan, all of a sudden that talk gets really, really interesting. And I think LeBron might be saying, hey, you know what? This is my last best chance or best last chance. However, which way you want to phrase it, Sarah. The bottom line is the man is close and you know he wants to cash in. Well, we will see if he does. And we're re-racking all the bubble matchups. As you mentioned, on the Eastern Conference side of things, same thing as the Miami Heat uh, will face the Boston Celtics. That series begins with Game 1 on Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Uh, This Heat team, they've been impressive. Jimmy Butler has been special. Eric Spolstra does this year after year, regardless of whatever iteration of a group they have. And and Butler has given his team the utmost confidence um, to believe they can win. But Boston looking like probably the most complete, deepest team in the playoff or in the postseason um, on the Eastern Conference side of things, but just it feels like they haven't necessarily been able to put all the pieces together at certain times throughout the course of these series. Uh, What about what about this Heat? Celtics matchup intrigues you in what direction do you think it may go? You know, it's interesting. Uh, it wasn't about a year, year ago, right, right right about now, there was a game seven in Miami, Celtics, uh, Miami Heat, and Jimmy Butler had a shot to really put Miami in the NBA Finals for what, the second time in three years, and he, and he missed. And, and it just goes to show how tough Miami can play Boston. Uh, you know, Eric Spolster is going to have something up the sleeve uh, for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, basically put those those great players in position where they have to work extra hard for the shots. And let's talk about playoff Jimmy. Come on, Sarah, you know, playoff Jimmy, that guy <laughs> who averaged like 23 <laughs> points. He averaged 23 points in the regular season. All of a sudden he's averaging 32 points in the playoffs. Man can't be stopped in the fourth quarter tight game. Uh, just a remarkable, remarkable player this time of year. Never been never bet against that guy. I will say this. There will not be a player on the floor in this series more determined than Jimmy Butler. Okay, maybe they might play better than Jimmy Butler. And none of them are going to be more determined than Jimmy Butler. And and here's the other thing. Tyler Hero, will he suit up during this series? I have heard that it's possible he could probably make his uh, playoff appearance. I mean, in, in this series, maybe game three, four-ish, you know, I don't know. He wasn't ruled out of the playoffs when he first got hurt. Uh, so that'll be something worth watching, whether or not suddenly they have a wild card, an unexpected wild card. Tally, you throw Tyler Hero in the mix. But even aside from Tyler Hero, this team has played very well defensively, good coaching, good schemes. And then Jimmy Butler uh, going against Jason Tatum. That is going to be a showdown that I think everyone will enjoy. 
You said it. That three-point shot, he has said since he would take it again, and next time he does have a chance to take it, he will make it. So we will see, and we will Mm -hmm. see how this all plays out. Uh, Sean, as always, we will continue reading all your stuff on NBA.com and appreciate all your time and all your hard work here with us this Monday morning as these playoffs continue. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.